This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. I feel like this is starting to be a tradition around the holidays, I think, where I need to do a throwback. Yeah. And this one went to the 2000s, the aughts, literally zero, zero, uh, mm-hmm. looking at the old days. And I guess what we used to think about the holidays or, or, or this movie specifically, maybe what the person from the UK may think mm. of as a U.S. Thanksgiving. I'm going to put the big question mark there, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is funny because I have a good friend who moved from Georgia to the UK and she hosts a Thanksgiving there every year. And the people... They love it. Her friends, her uh, UK friends love it and look forward to it every year, even though that's not a thing that they do, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about the movie What's Cooking, which doesn't have a great rating, Annie. I noticed that <laughs> when I was like, oh, it has like 58% Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe it's because it's so old and Rotten Tomatoes w- wasn't around at that point, uh, right? In 2000? I don't know. I actually don't know. I thought like um, it was a newer thing. Newer. Well, I say that loosely. I will say that um, you suggested four movies. Right. Because we were looking for, like, Thanksgiving movies. And I watched the trailer for all of them. And all of them, I was actually like, I kind of do want to watch this. Um, and I looked up all of their their percentages. And all of them were pretty good, but I didn't look at Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't know. But all of them were pretty good. <laughs> I like the question mark. Yeah. Uh, pretty good-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so this movie that I gave you a long list of, I was like, this looks pretty, you know, on point with what we would, would look at anytime. Yeah. Uh was directed by Gurinder Chada, who also wrote and directed, of course, my all-time, one of my all-time favorites, which we've talked about before, which we've featured, um, Bend It Like Beckham, mm-hmm. as well as a bigger throwback for me, Bride and Prejudice, which came, I think, after this one, though, because I didn't watch it until I was in college. I was really into Bollywood for a while. And Bride <laughs> and Prejudice, it hit. 
There's so many lines. I can't remember it. Like, I, I loved it. But Chada has helped, uh, also helped to write uh, this along with Paul Mayada Burgess. Sorry if I said that wrong. Who is the husband? I didn't realize they were married. Uh, mm-hmm. And also co-wrote Bend It Like Beckham. So he is American, so maybe his perspective also helped, but I found that interesting <laughs> that yeah. this is who, who did this. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie revolves around four diverse, as, as it is written in many re- reviews, diverse families, mm-hmm. all coming to celebrate Thanksgiving and the many family interactions that that involves. Uh, we have Joan Chen as the matriarch of the Nguyen family, who... Uh, Trin is her name, is a Vietnamese family who lives with her husband, Duk, grandma and grandpa, and children, Jimmy, who is the oldest, Jenny, Gary, and Joey, uh, which I think maybe most of them are not Vietnamese. They range, like, Joan Chen is Chinese, apparently. Jimmy, who is played, I forgot who played by, is Korean. I was like, huh, they couldn't find, okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, <laughs> moving on. And then we have the Selig family, a Jewish family with Ruth played by Elaine Kazan, who you may know her from uh, My fat, my Big Fat Greek Wedding, which have we done that one? No, we haven't. Oh. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, we're coming back to that. <laughs> I would Holy love to talk crap, about it. Holy crap, we haven't done this? Uh. Oh, okay. Everybody put that in your calendars because it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yes. Um, <laughs> with her husband, Herbie, daughter, Rachel, played by Kira Sedgwick, her girlfriend, Carla, played by Juliana Margulies, and uh, her two sons, uh, with the aunt and uncle joining the dinner. And as per most things, yeah, it's played by cis-heteronormative people. Um, and I don't know, I don't, is Kira Sedgwick? It doesn't matter, but I don't think they're like, when we talk about the layers of who plays what, you're like, oh, yeah. they really didn't care about accuracy <laughs> in these sure. movies. I don't think I say this, but you know. Then we have the Avila family, a Latino family led by the mother Elizabeth, played by Mercedes Raul with her children, Tony and Gina, and her mother and siblings all added in the mix. And then also added to the chaos is the ex-husband, Javier, and the new boyfriend, Daniel. And then we have the Williams family, headed by Alfre Woodard, who plays Audrey uh, with her husband, Ronald, and her son, Michael, along with the mother-in-law, Grace, uh, and her youngest child. And joining them is a white couple who works with Ronald at the governor's office. Right. Uh, Okay, now uh, that we somewhat introduced the families, uh, Mm -hmm. let's talk about the plot. So, as we said, uh, the movie follows four families who are coming together to eat and continue with their holiday traditions. We get to see the lives that are somewhat intertwined as they all live in L.A. and are all neighbors, which I didn't figure out till much later. I was like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I had that moment. Um, mm-hmm. They are all bustling about, making their way through grocery stores, phone calls, and traveling to get to the actual festivities. We're going to start with the different families and what they're doing. So, the Nguyen family, who own a local video rental store, what a throwback, right? What oh, yeah, a throwback. VHS. All man. the VHS. And the clear, <laughs> and the clear plastic yes. holders, I remember those. Okay. Me too. That was before Blockbuster covered them all up or had the black uh, black cases. Yeah. Because sometimes you're like, is it the actual movie? 
Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they're coming together to make their meal, a mix of Vietnamese cuisine with American cuisine, a turkey with all the good Asian spices, basil rolls, which looked really good, by the way, mm-hmm. spring rolls, and so much more on the table. Unfortunately, they find out that the oldest Jimmy can't come due to school, but it turns out it's a lie, as he wants to go with his new girlfriend to her family celebration. More on that in a minute. He is a stable part of their family, someone uh, they rely on not only as the college student, but as the oldest brother. Uh, The parents ask him to help and to talk with the younger siblings as well. Um, And by the way, the the other son has recently gotten into trouble at school and has been suspended. Uh, all the while, the young daughter has been distracted by boys and makeup. They accuse her for being uh, trampy, I guess is the best word, because they call her different things throughout. <laughs> Soon we have a big twist and find out that the son has a gun under his bed, which his sister finds and immediately panics, taking it with her to the video store. After a whole mess where the parents discover that Jenny has a white boyfriend and maybe having sex, insert earlier discovery of condoms in her pockets, uh, she confronts the brother Gary, who says he's only holding it for a friend who was recently jumped. And y'all, the acting in this part was something. <laughs> it was. And I have a funny story about it later. Um, <laughs> so, moving on to the Avila family. Uh, a part of the connectedness of the plot is Gina, daughter to Elizabeth, is dating Jimmy, the oldest of the Wynn family, and is bringing him home for dinner. Uh, before the dinner, however, we discover that she's got a new boyfriend. Uh-oh. Mom's got a new boyfriend. Yeah, yes. you gotta clarify. <laughs> yes. The mom, <laughs> the mom has a new boyfriend. Tony and his wife run into his father at the grocery store, where he awkwardly invites him to dinner. The, he, the, his, the dad is like, well, I have nowhere to go. And Tony's like, oh, all right, come on. After talking with his mother, he tries to uninvite him. He says he left a message um, <laughs> uh, because the dad had had, Javier had had an affair with uh, the mom, the matriarch's cousin, and left them. But you know, whatever. Uh, Gina <laughs> and Jimmy arrive, and everyone seems to warm up to Jimmy after some awkward racist moments of talking about Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. Um, Elizabeth lets Gina know that the new boyfriend, Daniel, would be stopping by for dessert, um, which Gina has mixed feelings about. Uh, as they all sit together, Javier, the father, shows up with very little remorse and tries to win back Elizabeth. Um, then Daniel shows up and the whole thing is even more awkward. They sit at opposite ends of the table. <laughs> um, after a bit of back and forth, Javier leaves after Elizabeth lets him know she doesn't want to take him back. And also, yes, the grandmother was amazing. She was very like, why are you here? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> she, I loved her defending it. The whole, it was definitely a whole women versus men. It was. In this scene where the women were taking up for her, the mother be like, hey, while the men were like, but, but, but. Yes, that's when I, because te- I texted you and I was like, I feel like all these holiday movies are telling me men are terrible. It was that scene where I was like, this is... There's several, there's several things, scenes where, like, <laughs> yes. yeah, men are the worst. So let's just put that <laughs> yes. out there. Uh, uh, then we have the Williams family. Dear Audrey is scrambling, trying to make the perfect Thanksgiving Day dinner. Her husband is currently at work, where he works for the governor of California. Previously, we see the governor at an event where he is questioned about his policies concerning the, quote, underprivileged. Uh, as he is about to leave, he is splashed with white paint, uh, with one of, the, one of the attackers being Ronald and Audrey's son, Michael. 
Mm-hmm. As, as Audrey is preparing dinner, she is watched and, quote, assisted, I'm putting that in quotes, by her mother-in-law, um, who is portrayed as the typical mother-in-law in this, the, the nagging woman, which... You know, you got to have one, I guess. <laughs> the work couple who are friends arrives with their daughter slash stepdaughter, who has a lot of attitude and is similarly dressed to the craft cast. I appreciated that. That made yes. emo dark. Uh, <laughs> and during their dinner, the turkey ends up falling through the table, causing Audrey quite a bit of stress. But we have them rallying together to fix it, and it still looks quite delicious. They're eating green beans off the floor, so they seem fine. Um, the son, Michael, shows up to all of their surprise. Uh, and it turns out the relationship between the father and son is strained, uh, which has caused a lot of problems for the entire family. Heated debates about school and politics arise uh, with an explosive remark uh, from the son about the father's affair with a woman in the office. Audrey runs into the kitchen to eat dessert as Michael tries to apologize. The mother-in-law chastises Ronald but insists they need to stay together and fix it. Mm-hmm. Yay. I've seen this. Also, I really appreciated her aggressive eating of the pie. Yes, no, she was so upset at all. She was like, just couldn't do it. Just she eat the pie. Just, I gotta get dessert. <laughs> I understand that feeling. I do too. So then we move on to the Celo family. Rachel arrives with her girlfriend, Carla, and already they are being mistaken as sisters. Um, so they enter the house together in battle mode. Like they've clearly kind of knew this was probably going to happen. Um, the parents accept their relationship, but they still have a hard time with it. In a conversation between the parents, we see the mother crying because she thinks her daughter won't be able to have a happy family. Meanwhile, we see Rachel and Carla in their twin beds that they have pushed together, talking about the family and how to deal with everything. Um, the following day, as they help the mother put together the dinner, Carla tries her best to get to know them and even endures a whole speech about the jacuzzi from Rachel's father about how much he loves it and the temperature and very minor temperature differences. (laughs) Um, Carla and her mother have a good relationship from what we witness, um, and Rachel seems to like her a lot as well, which seems to bring some feelings out in her mom. Um, Later, we find out that the aunt and uncle are joining, and the parents have requested that Rachel and Carla not mention that they are in a relationship together. As the family gathers, talks of politics and how LA has changed come up, and it gets really tense as the conversation gets more heated. Uh, but at the height of the conversation, uh, Rachel makes an announcement that she is pregnant, and confusion and shock ensues. The mother and father trying to figure out how this happened and inadvertently outing them. Uh, which soon leads to the outing of her brother, who was the sperm donor. Right. I did appreciate the other brother who has his him and his wife and the kids come. Yeah. I did appreciate that they were very supportive, but mm-hmm. also the fact that they also were getting some sh- as the mm-hmm. uh, aunt and uncle were like, when's the third baby coming? Yeah. <laughs> they're they like, oh twins. my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was quite nice. I was like, oh, everybody mm-hmm. gets it. Everybody mm-hmm. gets it. As <laughs> yes. all the dinners are coming to an end, uh, we go back to see the Nguyen family whose turkey was burned. So they had to order KFC, which I thought was delightful. Uh, and apparently the youngest did too. He was very excited about this chicken. Uh, during the meal, Gary's friends show up, which worries Jenny, who announces that Gary was hiding a gun. And just lays it on the table because why not? Um, after a lot of arguing, the youngest, and they leave the table, the youngest comes out, who was very excited about the chicken, sees the gun, grabs it, and plays with it, and it goes off. 
after a very intense moment of like, this is a PG-13 movie. Surely they're not going <laughs> to kill the youngest right. child off. I had that debate back and forth of like, what the hell? <laughs> and realizing this is quickly turning into an after-school special that I've <laughs> seen before, I feel like. <laughs> we soon find out that the families all live catty-corner to each other. Literally, each one lives on a corner that faces one another, yeah. which was hilarious to me. I'm like, how would they not know each other? How would, yeah, how would Jimmy they not? not how yeah. would they, I, there are so many questions I had, but I just noticed it. Uh, but that the gun had gone off and everybody heard it. Jimmy, realizing that it came from his house, runs to the home. Again, he had lied that he's not coming home. A lot yeah. more confusion. We find out that everyone is safe and the gun has uh, shot out the window. At this point, Jimmy introduces everyone to his, his family to his girlfriend, Gina, who, again, lives across the way, uh, <laughs> who was accepted into the family. They're like, oh, she looks Vietnamese. Welcome to the family. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we have Ronald, who talks to Michael about the future and his own experiences, about how it's hard not having an education um, and being a black person in the community and what that looks like, blah, blah, blah. And then we have the C-Leagues, who are all a bit confused, but more distracted by the recent gunshot. Uh, and then the Avilas continue on with their dessert. Like, it's just... Yay. End of story. Happy holidays. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So can I tell you, I watched this last night and I want—I had to watch it with ads. So it was taking longer mm-hmm. than I thought. Mm-hmm. And one of my good friends came over for like the final, I would say, 10 minutes because we were going to go see the new Thanksgiving movie, which I did see. Oh, nice. And I didn't know this gun thing was going to happen. And my poor friend shows up for the last 10 minutes of this movie. And he was like, what are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's 2000. It's 2000. You got to understand. (laughs) But it was 
so funny because I couldn't have anticipated this and that's the only part she saw. And then we went to go see this other movie and woo. That's a shocker, I'm sure. It was quite a day. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, the entire setup was odd. It's an hour and 45, 50 minutes long, I think. It is your tip. It is on not a, not a sponsor, Amazon Prime with ads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also, I've never seen this movie either. I just picked, we were like, we need to do a Thanksgiving Day movie. Let's be silly. Watch this. And mm-hmm. this has four matriarchs. I honestly yeah. thought they all came together. Mm-hmm. That's what I had envisioned. And then it turned out none of that was no, happening. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I feel like the most diverse of the, of the two would have been the... Avila's and the wins doing mm-hmm. their thing. So I was like, oh, at least that's cool. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. To have an Asian family as part of the star, as in fact, Joan Chen was kind of uh, named as if she was the star of the show, which is not true because she's, <laughs> well, she's barely in it compared to the rest of them. But I digress. Um, so there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, finding out that it was Bended like Beckham creators really threw me off because I was like, they really wanted to tell an American story? That's interesting. About Thanksgiving? That's mm-hmm. interesting. And of course, we did have a couple of conversations about, like, you know, the goth girl talking about how, you know, millions of Native Americans, first indigenous people were murdered and killed by disease. Uh, I was like, okay, at least they, I guess they added that in there. Uh, did love the fact that she, during their, like, we're playing house. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to be the alcoholic stepmother. <laughs> Cult-worshipping <laughs> stepmother. <I was> like, <laughs> And the kids were like, uh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> and the grandma was too. So there was a lot to that in that yeah. level. But yeah, there were several themes. And I think there was more of like, oh, yeah, I get this. Uh, so obviously the very top is the holidays and families togetherness. Yeah. And Jimmy lying about going home and why he couldn't come home. Mm-hmm. I may have done that like as of like three years ago, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a mate, but like just because. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they definitely, it was kind of shocking how accurately I felt they captured the vibe of the drama of families during this time. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> of, chaos. like, the politics of it, of the, like, oh, I don't want to deal with this person, of the asking, you know, like, if you're single, when you're going to have kids. Like, all of those, like, things we dread and may lie about uh, to get out of. <laughs> I felt guilty about lying about to get out of. And then, like, visiting another partner's family. and Yes. <laughs> being the, the outlier there. You're right. I love, of course, like, at least they had LGBTQ representation, and it was sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice kind of representation where they're supportive and not trying to be over the top. Uh, it, of course, the partner is the one that's like, don't say anything. Shh. Don't argue with your dad about the politics thing, about mm-hmm. the immigrations and all the, the, all the things, which I was like, oh, here it comes. Uh, yep. But of course, inevitably, that's the conversation. You know, I've talked about the fact that I get scared uh, of going because that's going to come up and typically... It gets worse. It hasn't been as bad when it's been at its worst. Like the Trump administration, my brother did the only thing, which was like, I'm going to buy you a MAGA hat. And I kind of just stared at him. I was like, okay. Um, And we (laughs) didn't say anything else. Uh, Of course, like we said, like I've already had my arguments with my mom and it was so bad that my mom was, I think, like begged everyone not to say anything. Mm -hmm. But apparently political conversations happen when I'm not around. (laughs) Yeah, because my niece have had to had to deal with that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, bless her heart. But yeah, <laughs> that's one of the big. I hate I hate it so much. I will say, um, 
as much as like I love, I'd rather go to my partner's family mm-hmm. any day, all day, because we're all very similar. <laughs> uh, the father does play news constantly to the fact mm. that I'm like, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it a little bit. I'm going to lose it. But it's not because necessarily that he's arguing with anybody because everybody pretty much agrees on all the stances there. But it's just like, I still don't want to hear it. Even if it is things that I more agree with, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's kind of me with my older brother because my my brothers are both very, very, like all day listening to stuff like that. And I do agree with most of it. I don't agree with some of it. Um, mm-hmm. But but it it is, like, I will literally go home because they're both, like, night owls. It'll be 4 a.m. And I'm just listening to something about Donald Trump. And I'm like, I just want to sleep. Please. <laughs> please turn this off. Please turn this off. Because I, I can't like... now. And now my heart is beating really fast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Politics, bad. Hearing yeah. news, even worse. Right. I think that's the one thing no. that we're missing. They need to add that now. If they did a remake of this, they need to add that. Right. The one <laughs> uncle that sleeps in the couch that he listens to the news yes. the entire time. Uh, uh, another theme, which we've talked about as a full episode, women preparing the dinner. It was only yes. the women the entire time. Jimmy, dear Jimmy, and I think this is being the oldest child comes in to play, came in and helped. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. super cute. I like that. And they were all like bragging about how he's so great and doing this. But then like the brother... Tony was like, can you give me a beer, hun? To the wife. And I'm like, yeah. I'll punch you in the throat. But we know that's a thing. Um, yeah. That was definitely something that, that stuck out to me was like, as someone who does do this, it's so frustrating <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of work. I, I don't think, because I did love that they showed the making of the like tamales and the making of the spring rolls and like, Kind of, the, it was more communal mm-hmm. than I, I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that because I do think there is something like a sort of bonding that happens over that. But I, do, I hate the like assumption you'll do it and the like not caring, like not being at least somewhat like this took a lot of work. Right. I had to plan all of this. Right. <laughs> we had to do all of this. Right. <laughs> now the turkey's on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah. And everybody's like, it's okay, it's okay. And the person during that Williams dinner was the friend, the white woman, being the one that's like, this is so, looks amazing. You did so amazing. She was the only one really complimenting the entire thing (laughs) to the level it should be complimented. Mm -hmm. But it does remind me, like my own home, uh, we do come together because most of the children are grown uh, and they help with the food. I do not. I'm the one who brings like the rolls and the dessert and the and the cokes and the drinks rather. Yes, I'm very southern. The cokes. <laughs> but recently, my partner has proved himself as a cook, so has mm-hmm. now become a part of that too. And the last time we went, he went and helped in the kitchen and whatever. I was helping too. Like we were both in there, but they were just like kind of like Jimmy. They're like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in here? Are you help? You want to help? Like to that level? And I mm-hmm. was like, yeah, yeah. I guess I got a good. <laughs> and then moving on, the matriarchy, obviously, the overlaying the plot of the entire thing. Whether they're steering the conversation, they're steering the mood, they're steering the dinner, uh, and or disappointment. However, you want to look at it, yep. they were they were the main focus of the entire thing. We had men coming in trying to be men, but the yeah. women pretty much 
whether it was the grandma too, so the Wynn family, it was the grandma. Like the grandpa was sitting there watching Pamela Anderson, which I did appreciate. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As a whole throwback. Yes. Um, but like, you know, the grandma was in there comforting the kids, helping with the dinner, making sure everybody was okay. Like there, she was a big part of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was kind of you had the the woman leading the the family on this day. And and trying to bring the family together. It was interesting to me because I feel like my family dynamics are very different. Like maybe actually maybe it's just me. I can't imagine telling my mom I wasn't coming home for the holidays. I did it once. Um <laughs> I did it once, and I, I I made, like, a meal for her to tell her <laughs> that I wasn't coming. <laughs> like, a fancy meal. <laughs> you have a different dynamic, because you are a smaller family. Uh, yeah. So I think that makes a little bit of a difference. But, yeah, that's yeah. still, like, a different part for you, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking, too, with, like, uh, the Vila family. She makes everything. Call- she might not be the loud one that takes Mm -hmm. over the conversation, but she quietly maintains. So she's still welcoming to Javier, even though she was like, I don't want him here. Right. Uh, She didn't ask for permission for Daniel to be there, but Daniel showed up and she made sure to be like, you're ready? Like, doing all those things. Mm -hmm. She was ridiculously reserved for that situation to me. Oh, I was outraged. I was outraged on her behalf. I was like, (laughs) these dudes suck in your life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who are these men? Yes. Why? Uh, for the Williams, Audrey was completely by herself with the in-law, hosting the in-law as well, which mm-hmm. has been a big conversation. Yeah. Uh, there was a recent video on TikTok where a dude was like, I'm bringing in my mom. She's like, no, you're not. Or grandma. He's like, no, you're not, unless you're willing to take care of her. Because if not, I'm going to be the one taking care of her on top of. So we right. are not agreeing. Like, there's so many. He's like, I'm the man of this house. She's like, no, I'm taking care of this house. So, but this level of like who's taking care of whom and whose yeah. responsibility and who it always falls on, no matter what maybe the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that like it's it's a taxing thing to have to double whammy. And then if you're like opposition and it feels like you're competing with each other, which that's what this felt like, it could become a problem. Which of course, yeah. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I've said this before in my family, and I feel like a lot of families, my mom would cook the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then a man, not always my dad, (laughs) A man would come in and he would cut the turkey and it would be like, look at what he's done. And one year, literally, that man cut his hand and bled all in the turkey. So now (laughs) my mom does it. She does it fine. Like, it's just annoying. Like, I'm not saying she should have to do it, but I hate that, like, I shall come in after you've cooked all this thing and I will present them. Right. I will toast (laughs) to what I provided. Yes, when she's perfectly capable of doing it right. without bleeding all over the dirt. That's funny. I'll say, I don't think we've ever had that. It's always been sliced, ready to go. Like, that's never been a ceremony. Mm. Like, the ceremony's us coming around, which the whole prayer sequence was quite funny, too. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, the having the whole prayer around the table, like, that's what happened. But everything's ready to go. Like, there's no mm. ceremony to cutting turkey. So, I found that, I, I also, that was just a movie thing. I didn't realize people actually did that. No, in a different podcast, but it dates back to like the 1800s and oh. men being like, look, I can provide for my nice. family. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I cut things. Which, speaking mm-hmm. of, yeah, part of the theme again is men suck. <laughs> <laughs> Especially apparently during the holidays. And yes. I say this once again, as my partner. Uh, he is great. Like he, as in fact, I'm like, yeah, my parents never expected me. My mother never expected me to cook. She just expected me to drink like additional things and help like now that like he's on board she's like okay yeah he can bring this food i was like wait what mm-hmm. you never asked me what what is this <laughs> i mean in the end it's fine i'm a little low-key offended but not over the top offended um but like yeah that men suck in general the cheating <laughs> that was just thrown out there like it was just no yeah. big deal I was like what the hell yeah like several instances now we're not talking about one <laughs> We're talking about multiple, a couple, ones. Yes. a couple of instances. Uh, yes, but yes, we have that, and then we have Javier, who thinks he could just come back in. He's like, "I made a mistake. It was just a flip. It was not a big deal." Yeah, and then like him getting mad, and yeah. then the son Tony getting mad, which like he's a kid. I will give him a little leeway. I'm sure it wasn't easy, but also like he was trying to guilt his mom, like right. you're ruining this holiday. Right. <laughs> I mean, he did come back to apologize, and I wonder mm-hmm. if they just didn't understand the theme of it, and so came in the end. Like, mm-hmm. is it supposed to be like this? Is this how you're supposed to act? Because, like, the men ran after Javier to bring him back. All the women were like, nah, bye. Yeah, all the women. They, they literally have a scene where all the women are on one side, and all the men are on another that's side. That's how we do it. Watching. watching. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, it literally was that, to the point that even Tony, who we talk about, the kid who invited the dad— um, uh, was like getting from his wife because his wife was mad at him for doing all that. She's like, mm, mm-hmm. "What are you doing? No!" <laughs> like, it's, it's like you're not even gonna ask her or tell her he's coming. <laughs> like the entire time, I was like, "Well, you know what? I like that they band together for the mother because yeah, yes, the ladies they mm-hmm. got it again. The oh, grandma. If they have- if they had ended up together, I was gonna be so oh, mad. Yeah. I think we would have all the end, There was a moment where like. 
oh wait, oh no. But she's she was, so passive, like that. Yeah. Jimmy, seemingly, even though she's not, it was. Um, mm. But I think it was just also that that sound, like strength, the quiet yeah. strength that yeah, often happens fast. too. And just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I'm not even gonna play into this to yeah. be dramatic about it. Let's just move mm-hmm. on. Like I'm. Mm-hmm. This is how little it's being to me. Mm-hmm. And then we have, I guess, the LGBTQ. I don't know if like it was a side mark or supposed to be diversity. <laughs> It was interesting because <sighs> it's weird when you watch something from like the 2000s <laughs> and you feel that we've come so far since then and we have, but it's also strange that I'm like, this could very well easily still happen. It, it was like a very strange thing where I felt like they were trying to be it's like they try. They did a, a search on all of the problems you could have at Thanksgiving, yeah. and they were like, "Okay, one is <laughs> this queer aspect, so let's put that in there," um, <laughs> which is true. Uh, it just felt very, it felt very dated and also relevant. If that makes sense, right, right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it absolutely did. Between like the having the child. And then being like, That's, people do that nowadays, mom. Like that, yes. that being said, that was hilarious to me. Uh, to the discovery that it was the brother who's, who did the, the brother cousin. I don't know what he was. I thought it was the brother, but then maybe I mixed that one up. I uh, was a donor and then he was gay. Like they, they mm-hmm. outed him as well. I was like, well, damn. Yeah, they definitely outed them very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody was on the edge about whether or not. And then the fact that she's having a baby instead of being happy, just being confused, I was like, what? okay, what? Okay. The baby was a surprise. I was yeah. not expecting the baby to come up. Well, um, the gun pit was a surprise. Too. Oh, like, my those things were Quite a bit of surprises. <laughs> I, I have to wonder, because it's not way off. Again, though, it still does. I'm like, yeah, she's a UK-based person doing this movie. I wonder, like, what? I really want to sit down with her and be like, why? <laughs> why Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> why poor families? Why these things? In LA specifically. Like, mm. can we? Because it's, like, she's not completely, she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. As in fact, I know uh, a lot of Asian gains were pretty are pretty rampant. Uh, were pretty rampant in LA. A lot of things were happening, um, so it wasn't way off. And then, as well as the fact, like they are uh, culturally appropriating a lot of things as well. I was like, okay, the beginning scene with a kid having the conversation in the mirror, trying to be quote unquote uh, tough. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm putting quote my own quotes around it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it had my moment of, like, so I can't tell if this is inflated in the ideas of what she thinks of L.A. or if it's too on point. <laughs> but it's also 2000s. And I was, like, graduating high school, going to college. So I had a completely different world in Georgia. Oh, the butterfly pins. Oh, my gosh. They were butterfly clips in this movie. Delightful. I also say, like, it was interesting to see the... With the son Michael and and his dad Ronald, when Michael outs his dad for cheating, yeah, I think like I think that's an interesting thing that happens a lot in these family gatherings too, where you're trying to, as a family, hold it together and maybe keep these things secret, and then they come out, and like who decides when it comes out? 
And then when the mother-in-law was like, oh, you have to stay together, like those, I have seen all of this. I have seen (laughs) all of this. And it's just interesting. I feel like a lot of times we all have those, you know, I think I read a joke about this the other day, like, it's not it's not Thanksgiving unless one person refuses to come. Like we have these like, right, right. <laughs> these dramas in our family and these uh, just uh, just unresolved, unresolved things. And then you come together for a holiday and you're trying to make it look like you're a good family, good family, a perfect family, like nothing is wrong. But something is clearly wrong. Right. <laughs> like, you're not talking about, you're not being honest with each other. Right. And then there was this whole bit with that, Will, the Williams family. I was like, why is that white, white dude butting in about his son? <laughs> yeah. He needs to shut up. Like, I was getting annoyed with him. I was like, bro, you want to pick a fight at someone else's house. Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was in itself. Like, even if he was wrong, I'd be like, excuse me, this is not, this is family business. You need to shut it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't think that. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, uh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. What a roller coaster! A very succinct, but very displaced. Like both of those <laughs> things happen in these movies. <laughs> yes. In this movie, rather. It was not what I was expecting. Um, and hats off to my friend who saw the last ten minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are they okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did get a text from her this morning that was like, I had very weird dreams and I blame you. And I was like, <laughs> between the two things. I will take that. I think that's fair. Oh. Um, I do think I'm going to watch some of those others you suggested. I'm, I'm yes, curious. I don't know I'm if curious. I've watched any of them. I haven't suggested either. to you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to have to go back to because uh, the, the Holly were so interesting. There was a Holly Hunter movie. There's a Katie Holmes movie. Uh-huh. And there's one more. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Listeners, if you have any thoughts about this or those movies, any other movies, uh, you can write to us. Our email is stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. We have a tea public store and we have a book. You can get it wherever you get your books. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is production by iHeartRadio. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.